This is the Total Football Podcast. I am Declan Hart. And I'm Andrew Conway. Let's get on with the show. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. Arsene Wenger's been in Japan for a year. He doesn't know anything about English football. I have nothing to say. I'm so sorry, I have nothing to say. It's the history of the Tottenham. But this action is really incredible, incredible. If you don't know the answer to that question, then I think you're, you, you, you are an ostrich. So, Andrew, uh, pretty big news for this emergency podcast. Community Shield on Sunday? Did you fancy it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's very exciting. You know, if, if I even knew the competitors of the Community Shield, it would be interesting to me because I can't even... Is it the... Is it... Ch- no... Leicester? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Man City. Yeah, it's the... yeah, sorry, I had to think about that, yeah. And I only remember because your man broke his leg. Oh, yeah. That was... Well, that's a whole other discussion. But it is funny yeah. how, you know, we do this whole song and dance around the Community Shield every year. But every time that it comes around, we just think, oh, who enters the Community? Is it the League? Is it the Champions League? Is it the League? Like, it is... It's the league, yeah, it's the league in the FA Cup, but it always takes like thirty yeah. seconds to be like, wait, what are the criteria and and who matches the criteria? There was a while there in the nineties uh, where the doubles doubles kept being won, and it kept being the second place team mm. in the league, which is confusing matters um, between Man United and Arsenal. Just kept winning doubles, so um, yeah, it's 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 now definitely yeah, God, Leicester City and, and Man City, wow. The city, right? The city derby. The, the, the blue on blue violence that I was just talking about before we started recording. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think they'll be in a way. They'll must. It's only the community shield and away kit must be in in line to to get a run out in that match, maybe. So anyway, I suppose we should dig into what we are actually doing this for, is because today on Thursday, the fifth of August. Lionel Messi. It's the same. Yep. Yeah. No, 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 no. Pablo Zabaleta signed for Manchester City in 2008. Oh, on the same. You know, <laughs> on the same. You know? We love the uh, anniversary type content. Uh, so we yeah. just figured this was too too good to turn down. Now, um, Lionel Messi uh, is going to leave Barcelona, it sounds like. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, I am not. If you are a Man City fan or a Paris Saint Germain fan or. What other clubs could afford him? Maybe, uh, maybe Chelsea and United. Maybe I don't. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe in in theory, yeah. But they'd have to do some sales, mm. I think. Um, and I don't think Messi would go to Chelsea. Maybe Bayern Munich can afford him. Technically, they could. I don't think he's in there. It wouldn't be a signing they go after unless they could really make a deal on him. And I don't think they can necessarily. It would upset their whole wage structure. Um, yeah, so we're, I, I think you're only really looking at two uh, two realistic clubs. Now, I'd love for him to go to Old's New Boys. Well, what is it? Over his, his childhood club, he said he'd always go back to, or even Boca Juniors for that matter, if he wanted to go back to Argentina and, and just pay his own salary. Because <laughs> he can't afford to do that, and he will make enough... Uh, enough money but uh yeah i don't i don't necessarily see him taking that climb down and going to the dream club of atlanta well well now would be a good time to go back to argentina just because he he had only just won copa america there a few months or yeah. a few months last month god time yeah. and it's a never-ending match. and he could focus he could focus all his efforts in two years now or not even two years a year and a half of just work focusing on on getting ready for the world cup and being match ready and maybe taking over the argentinian manager's job while he's at it you know because 
you know he can do it yeah I, I do think that would maybe be the most exciting thing he can do if he's going to leave if, like, if he is actually going to leave Barcelona and, and I suppose mm. we should start with the whole timeline of what was going on like a few months ago now I think it was where it seemed like they had come to a financial agreement um, not mm. long after his actual previous contract had leaked online or uh, leaked in the yeah. Spanish press and it was a lot of money mm. um, and we, we've all known we've talked about it for a long time that Barcelona are not in the best financial position in the world. It was just last week no. they put out a statement saying, look, our financial credit's great. It's it's a, what is it, a triple B minus or whatever it's called. And then they quietly deleted that statement from their website and their Twitter accounts, which is also kind of suspicious. Um, well, that's not good. Like, that's not a good rating. No, it's not. <laughs> in the credit. Because uh, they, they it's very hard not to have an A rating. So, you know. Um, but then, uh, you know, it, it had come out as well that while they'd come to a financial settle- settlement between the clubs, they still hadn't ironed out how it was going to be paid. Especially given mm. the uh, financial regulations of La Liga itself making things very complicated. And then it had come out a few weeks ago that they were actually going to spread the wage. He he wasn't going to take a pay cut. He was going to get the exact same money, but it was going to be spread out over five years. Um, So, you know, they could could give him a a temporary pay cut for the first season to get him registered into La Liga. But then he would get that money back over the course of the next four seasons, which, you know, Mm. is it smart accounting? Is it not? Turns out it's not because um, I think it was at 3 or 4 p.m. today, a story broke out in the Spanish press that Messi and Barcelona... Uh, had fresh tensions over the new deal. Then at five o'clock, Marca became the first massive Spanish outlet to report the story. And then by 6.46 p.m., Barcelona had confirmed officially online that Messi is to leave uh, the club. And so, you know, everything kind of spiraled out of control in the space of just little, almost four hours, a little under mm. four hours. So uh, it is, I suppose, anyone's guess as to what happens next. Yeah, like it, it, to explore this a bit further. Like it's good to bring in the 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 weird political strands that are happening in in, in Spain at the moment. Like we we joke about Barcelona's financial position, but they've had a horrific last half a decade at least since they last won the Champions League. Financially, th- despite having record revenue, I think in many of those years, and obviously COVID's had its effect in the last year and a half. But in many of the previous years, they've had huge, huge revenue, but all the money's been pissed away. It's all gone into salaries. It's all gone into terrible signings. And it's just, it's just whittled away to nothing. And they've reached the position now where La Liga's own version of, of financial fair play that they're putting in place to kind of stop clubs from becoming you know from going to the wall really from 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 ceasing to exist and really Barcelona and Real Madrid for that matter have been have been kept away from that just by virtue of their size and being able to negotiate a lot of their own television deals and now as La Liga is trying to kind of put reins on that and kind of help everyone in the league to some form of level playing field um, it's it, and, and Barcelona and Real Madrid originally agreed to this and, and even with the European Super League were, were, were in favour of of being a part of this new you know financially fair and at least financially well managed La Liga they now want to back out from that because they can't keep they really due to COVID they weren't able to balance their books well enough by selling off a lot of their undue players at the ones they didn't want anymore and they, they held out for too much money and then they were unable to really get messy in under their wage bill and as a result of that, it's kind of created this whole situation where they can't really afford to have Messi on it, even with their creative accounting measures that you described there. 
and they're really just they've run out of options and they're they're pulling the stunt which i think it is a stunt at this point they've i've sent it to you there like even at a time of recording uh Barcelona have just released a farewell messy video showing like some of his greatest goals for the club and his greatest moments for the club which really does point to something like they're wishing him good luck and farewell and all that but i still think this is a, a hail mary play uh to kind of force la liga to say you know, if you let if you force us to abide by these rules, which we agreed to in, in principle in the past, you are going to force the league to lose its most valuable commodity in, in Leo Messi. Like, on, honestly, it's it's almost putting out like Barcelona is important, Messi is important, and he is more important to this club and to this league than anything else. To, than you know, keeping a level playing field, adhering to our own rules, etc. And uh, they could be right. I don't know if 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 La Liga do roll back and let let. Barcelona adjust their wage wage structure so that they can keep Messi this summer. It it'll be a damnation on the whole league and the whole structure. And I don't know if they can recover from that. I don't. Tepes is that the name of the president of La Liga? I don't think he could, he could stay on if if he does take that big climb down. And personally, unless there's some kind of political intervention at a higher level, and I don't know if that's allowed for for instance. But if there isn't that kind of intervention, I don't know if Tepes will will back down. And I think he'll have the Madrid media and the Madrid press behind it because they're happy to see the back of Messi. Um, whether it will bring down the league or not, it's 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 a good day for them. I think the 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 complete catastrophe that's going on over in Barcelona at the moment. Yeah, like it it, it should be stated as well. You know, Barcelona aren't the only club in in La Liga where things are kind of a mess right now. No. It, it it was this week as well that it, um the 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 league itself was linked with selling ten percent of its stake to CVC. Um, which are uh, mm. an investment firm, I, I believe. Um, so yeah. they, they used to own Formula One. They've been trying to get in on football now for a while. Um, and while this whole thing was going on, as the breakdown of this news story was becoming more and more clear, Real Madrid put out a statement saying, we don't agree with this selling of 10% mm. of La Liga away because um, you know it, it, it puts... It, it takes the league out of their hands in a way like it is only 10 percent, but you know it's it's still setting the precedent of we're losing 10 percent mm, of control there's more um yeah. and, and you're you're right as well that javier tebas is his name i believe is mm. the guy in, in control of la liga um you know president of the la liga he, yeah. he's a fiery figure he's been in, in the press before he's made some very um striking comments mm. He is not. He's yeah. not a guy that's going to back down easily. I would imagine. No, uh, and no. He's taken on both of these clubs before. He's taken on both mm. massive Spanish clubs before, and not and not back down as he said. And, and the Super League was obviously a firm example of this when he came out uh, mm. and immediately was like, "This is unacceptable," and all, 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 you know, yada yada yada. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I really don't see him backing down from this. Like, I, I completely see where you're coming from, uh, and I don't think you're wrong uh, necessarily that that this this is that this is a hail mary to try to get him to to come down on these rules but i just don't see how that can happen um you know i don't see how he backs down especially given his track record and given what it would mean for la liga it would essentially become anarchy again and this is not a league that can that can afford that uh, and no. you're right as well that it is barcelona it, like if this is their plan they're basically coming out and saying we think we're bigger than everyone else in spain we think messi's bigger than everyone else in spain and you know that's their right to think that but it is incredibly arrogant to do so and you know, it, it it's that kind of talk that that really shows you how this town ball has happened. Um, mm. You know, this is a club that you know has it, it should it should have been impossible for them to ever get to the situation. Like if you were to say after they won the treble in twenty fifteen, like oh they'll they'll lose Neymar, 
to PSG for 200 million but then they'll also throw away Messi because of financial irregularities in their books mm. you'd be seriously questioning what was going on at Barcelona like you know there's yeah even even if you even if you were told about Neymar at that point you'd say well even 200 million you'd think Neymar would still want to stay at Barcelona because it's Barcelona it's a huge step down to go up to PSG whereas now that's not the case at all and at the moment it, it most looks like that that Messi's going to be going to PSG to join Neymar and then join Mbappe, which is going to be some front three if it happens. Um, you could argue those three are three the three best players in the world, three of the top ten players in the world all playing together again. Um, are playing together now, uh, which on one hand is very exciting. If you came to the Premier League, that would also be very exciting. But it's going to be weird. you know. He's been at Barcelona since he was a child, basically. He's been... Playing in the starting team since what two thousand and four, two thousand five, and there's never really ever been a time where it looked like he was realistically going to leave. Even when this story came out at, at five o'clock or whatever, when I first saw it, I was like, "No, no way! This is this is just a power play." And then it became apparent by like six o'clock when they put out the statement, like, "Oh no, this this is much more real this time," and and that's why we're we're recording here today, and you know. It does seriously question what's going on. Like, what is the future for Barcelona if, if indeed Messi is to leave? You know, we talk about their financial irregularities. It's not just affecting Messi. They have proposed contracts with Memphis Depay, uh, Sergio Aguero. Um, don't they have a third freebie coming in, in as well? They can't register any of them for the same reasons that they can't register Messi. They've been trying to get all of their players to leave or take massive pay cuts. They've been trying to pawn off Antoine Griezmann for the better part of the last six weeks and no mm. one's been taking because no one wants to pay his some 700 grand a week salary because no one's that crazy. Um, and really, you know, Messi going is just the first domino, it, it seems like. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm pulled up the, the Barcelona squad and it's... <laughs> Like it's it isn't even that large, but you're looking through it. Like this is an interesting thing I want to look at this season, just to see even the Premier League context. Like the modern super club are 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 sucking in players from everywhere and at different age demographics. They're pulling them in at kids, older players. They're keeping them in and they're holding on to them. They're paying them enormous salaries. And at some point, the Brewster came home to roost, and for Barcelona, it came back in the last year or so. And you look through the squad, and it's like the ages are all over the place, but the salaries are gigantic. And, and, you know, you're, like, how many, they have, what is it, 10, 12 attacking players on contract? You know, if you, you know if you count Pjanic as an attacking player, like, what what is Pjanic? He's just collecting a salary at this point. Philip Coutinho, something similar. Um, you have very injury-prone but very talented players in the likes of Fatih and Dembele, who are obviously getting massive salaries as well. And then you come into the big guys, the likes of Antoine Griezmann. Martin Braithwaite is still there, for God's sake. Um, and, and they're all on huge salaries and you're like there's no cohesive thinking in bringing all these players into one club and making them work together like of course you need to get rid of some of these guys but there's no one out there is going to take huge salaried player like that that is that is an injury problem the likes of Usman Dembele for instance or the likes of Mian Panic, which is a crazy signing in the first place there's no one going to take that player off you and that player is not going to learn to leave Barcelona without a fight you know it's it's I really, I really don't get what they thought they were going to do. Like, and 
they're not the only club by any stretch of the imagination this summer who who thought I think they could sell a lot more players than they could or get higher prices for for the players they could. With the exception of Aston Villa, I don't think any you know any club really did better than 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 they thought they would this summer. Um, and most of them have gone worse, to be quite honest. And I think that's just the reality for things at the moment. And if if, if this is what Barcelona pinned their hopes on for the whole year. Like I do worry about their whole management that we have for well over a year at this point. I know you never liked Valverde, <clears throat> so you probably think this is going on for a lot longer uh, than things. But God, yeah, this this is this is not a good state of affairs for that for that club. And what it, what it means for the league going forward, I I think the next couple of days will tell a lot. You're going back a long while with Barcelona to look at a decision that they made that was rational, sensible, logical and long term um, I'm yeah. struggling what? when they signed Neymar when, like, when they signed Suarez like they were still big money moves at a time I will grant you where there were a lot of big money moves going around but the wages involved were a lot as well mm. you know you could almost say the Neymar losing Neymar was a gift that they just threw back in, in everyone's faces because they spent most of it on two. they spent all of it plus some on two players that you know are good players that had a lot of promise in Philip Coutinho and Usman Dembele, who they've done nothing with, have spent a lot of their time no. injured. One of them left to go on loan, scored two goals against them in a game they lost eight two, that put them put the winning team into a Champions League semi final that they won and then won the treble. Like that was that was real embarrassment. Usman Dembele, as you said, has spent most of the last however many years injured or playing Fortnite mm. or FIFA. Um, <laughs> Poor Dembele, be, uh, being called lazy by the Spanish press, um, not being yeah, nurtured. It's not, it's not worked out. Well. Not being not yeah. getting on with Messi, and we all know what not getting on with Messi can do to a player. Coutinho, mm. not only was he shipped out to Bar- Bayern Munich where he won a treble, he was shipped off to. <laughs> Um, where where else did he go? He, he's been tried to, to be shipped off to Arsenal, to Chelsea. Well, he's been offered to Arsenal. Uh, yeah. to, to back to Liverpool even was one of the rumors. By United yeah. as well, like a Liverpool guy going to Man United, like that never happens. Like they they have been desperate to get rid of this guy. They've been trying to get rid of Dembele again to the same kind of clubs, Arsenal in particular, with the links to Raul Sanlei. Um, you know, mm. uh, Miralem Pjanic. They've been trying to let, load off to Tottenham for the last few weeks, last few months. That's mm. gone nowhere. Like literally every player you listed from them has been a complete disaster for them, both on mm. the pitch and financially. Uh, you know, it's really no surprise that they're in this position. Like, you know, it was a year ago that the whole um, Bureaufax thing happened with Messi, where he sent in a Bureaufax saying, I'm leaving or whatever. And that was very obviously a political move to try usurp um, Joseph Maria Bartomeu as the president, even though he was going in mm. a few months anyway. They held special general elections, uh, like they pushed it forward. Um, Johan Laporta came back with the promise that Messi was going to stay. That promise is not going to happen now. What happens to his future in the club? Is he going to get usurped by someone else? Um, does mm. <laughs> Laporta even want to stay on after this? Because you're the guy that lost Messi. You know that's a that's not a a legacy you want to have, especially after you've done so well with his first stint at the club, bringing in Pep Guardiola, bringing through all that success. And it really mm. does make you wonder, like, Milan are the obvious comparison. Leeds are another obvious comparison. You don't want to be compared to Leeds. Like, that's that's the last thing you want. You know, you might look at Leeds now and say they're doing okay. But in, in 2003, 2004, you know, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't clear yeah. that Leeds was still going to no. exist. 
Um, yeah, I t- yeah, it it can happen. It can happen to big clubs like like Juventus. We that have been in Serie B in, in in living memory. Milan have been in Serie B in, in living memory. Well, a bit further back in the eighties, like big clubs can fall from from graces. And you know, maybe we thought that these clubs are too big to fail, but maybe they're not. Well, that seems like the the arrogance of this whole thing is that they thought they were immune to consequence, mm. basically. That they, they yeah. could do whatever they wanted, that money was an endless resource, and that they'd never run out. And obviously, you know, they could never have accounted for a pandemic, which has definitely cost the club a lot of money. It's cost everyone a lot of money, but, uh, you know, while it's cost everyone money, no one else is in such dire straits as they are. Real Madrid mm. have have been in finance or are in financial trouble but it's nowhere close to what's going on at the moment um the rest of la liga is all in, in trouble which is why they're looking to sell 10 percent stake in the, in their league yeah like there's clubs there's smaller clubs just cutting cutting players releasing players at a cost because they can't afford to pay their wages there's like and like like la liga like i was reading about the the cuts at getafe and the cuts at like it's 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 not very good, you know. There, there's a lot of clubs that are really having to cut their cloth this this summer. Like Barcelona aren't the only ones, but they seem to be the only ones who think they can get away with not doing it. And and it, it's really not a surprise that that La Liga has found itself in this position because we look at, you know, uh, Liga. I think has been uh, the best place for well, this. Liga, I know Liga has its own particular problems but i don't think it's on the verge of collapse in theory (laughs) as a league yes and a lot like bordeaux have gone into administration but we've seen clubs be well run in liga like Lille won the league this year monaco won it a few years ago there's been success stories there in the last 10 15 years of clubs that you know got a bit lucky with an academy talent or two or three or four in the case of monaco built a really good squad but managed it really well and managed to actually push for to, for big trophies to push a titan like PSG that that actually has an endless resource of money you've seen it in yeah. the Bundesliga where clubs have not quite been able to take out Bayern Munich but they've cracked into the top four uh, you know we've got yeah. Leicester in the Premier League Aston Villa look like they're moving that way as well um, Leeds now ironically are actually uh, looking like they might be onto something as well in La Liga, you look at, at the league and you just don't see anyone doing that same kind of success story. Like, you know, when Leicester won the league in 15-16, that should have been a beacon of hope to the likes of Alaves or Getafe or uh, Real Betis. Um, and and yeah. it seemingly was for Monaco and, and for uh, Lille and even Borussia Mönchengladbach in, in the last few years in the Bundesliga or uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Um, you know, we we and even Leicester again themselves have kind of ridden that wave in the last few years quite well, but there's just no one in La Liga that looks like they're going to get their house in order to be able to push for even just a top four place. You know, we've seen a few clubs manage to crack into the Europa League and they've had their their moment in the sun there, but you know, completely pales in comparison to the idea of them getting into the Champions League, establishing themselves as a top club, and maybe even fighting for for a league title. Because you look at Atletico Madrid, and I suppose they're the exception, but they're a big club as it is. Like they're a club with a lot of history. They've won a lot of league titles. They've been in the European Cup before. They've 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 gotten to the Champions League consistently in the last twenty years. They are a big club with a big history, so you'd expect them to be in that position. You'd expect them to be the third or fourth best team, along with the likes of Valencia and Sevilla. But you know, no one else seems like they're going to make that step up. And now, when you see Barcelona be in the position that they're in, and, and to a lesser extent Real Madrid, you just wonder: like, is no one going to 
finish ahead of them next season? And like, are they are they still the two that we look at and say, well, they'll probably win the league this year, with the exception of maybe Atletico retaining the title? Mm. Yeah, like the, it, it it does look like I. Um, there is there is quality and depth in depth in, in La Liga. I don't think that's doubted. I think their 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 performances of, of teams in Europe in the last twenty or so years shows that there is. But I agree with you that there doesn't seem to be a way to, you know, when people are looking as as Atletico Madrid, one of the biggest clubs in Spain, still like te- in theory one of the biggest clubs in Europe, a team that's been to the Champions League final multiple times in the last you know decade, a team that you know can compete for huge you know buying players for hundred million euro like that's that's this club and they're considered an underdog story in La Liga. You know, that's that kind of gives you everything you need to know about that league and and the competition that exists in that league. When someone with a res- a club with the resources, and 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 history of uh, of Atletico Madrid are considered underdogs, that's you know it's it's not necessarily a healthy place to be. And yeah, it's 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 an unfortunate. It's really an unfortunate reality, and it's been coming for a long time. You can go back to where this came from, that it came from maybe the fact that they, they never united and, and, and did collective bargaining between all of the clubs in the league. That, that meant that everyone in the league would get similar funds, which allowed the creation of, of and the dominance of Barcelona and Real Madrid to really take hold of everybody else. And the, you know that, that necessity of having them there to take hold of everyone else. But now is the time, really, to... To for these clubs that, that that necessarily haven't had this opportunity to of a Leicester City or any other in France or any of the German clubs that if they're well run they can really punch above their weight and and do great and, and build something sustainable for the future. Now it's a chance to really make Barcelona or Real Madrid hurt, and and no, don't don't let them, don't let La Liga like compel you know make it clear join together and make it clear to Tepes that you cannot let Barcelona away with this. They can't just pull this stunt. Uh, and and say oh Messi's gone and this is all La Liga's fault and you know isn't it awful that La Liga rules prevent Messi from being in this league? No, you say okay, it is it isn't great that Messi is leaving and he's been a great servant to the league and he he's one of the main reasons why people watch La Liga. But there's other things here as well and and we can really do up our product. And now that we're not based around one player or one club, we can show that there's strength and depth in this league and do more and be more and be a more fair place for football and, and really to show that it's not just because Leo Messi can score four goals in one match that people watch La Liga it's because anyone can beat anyone else and the quality of football be a high grade high grade enough that they can continue to compete in European competitions year after year and win European competitions year after year as they did this season with Villarreal a, a small provincial club winning the Europa League punching above their weight no chance of them ever coming near a league title in La Liga but they can go and beat other European clubs um, easily and that that you know maybe that can be shown up better in La Liga and La Liga can become a, a happier more competitive place and something more fair for everyone involved um, and that will really make Barcelona hurt and all of this will be for nothing and you know I don't know is Messi in on this or whether he's just being you know is he a pawn a political pawn in this whole game and whether he was expecting for this whole thing to happen tonight or not I don't know but you know for you know he he's had his time at Barcelona and maybe it's time for a new challenge for him yeah like just go back to Barcelona and, and and the state of La Liga I guess maybe the consequence of all this will be a, a lesson that maybe not Barcelona will pick up on because it, no. it, given the fact that they're already straight up blaming um, you know the La Liga rules for what's happened today it doesn't really <laughs> make you think that they're they are going to learn from today but if the, if the rest of the league can learn from this and maybe just as I say get their house in order 
maybe that will be for the betterment of, of Spanish football because you know there is quality in La Liga. It's a really good league. There's there there's great players there. There's a lot of entertaining matches, but it's definitely not what it was ten years ago. And and no. maybe like maybe the whole way that they marketed themselves around this is the league of Ronaldo versus Messi and the Clásicos, like they were the biggest games in football at the time. Um, you know, a huge rivalry between two clubs and they had the best players in the world going against each other and they were competing for the Champions League and they were actually winning the Champions League. Like Real Madrid won four out of five. Barcelona won the other one. Barcelona mm. won the couple under Pep Guardiola as well. They were getting... Yeah, three in a decade. Yeah, yeah. They, so that, that was what, seven of the last... That was seven out of ten Champions League titles essentially between them. Atletico as well getting to two finals, Sevilla making the quarterfinals for the first time uh, during that period as well. You know, this was a boom period for La Liga in terms of success, but they didn't manage it correctly. They didn't no. um, think about. Didn't kick on. Yeah, they didn't think about what was going to happen next, you know, because Cristiano Ronaldo was always going to leave Real Madrid. Lionel Messi always had to leave Barcelona at some point. And again, we come back to this and we say. Real Madrid have done a much better job of handling this than Barcelona have, but the bar is on the absolute floor. Um, you yeah. know, Real Madrid, um, you know, they've got their own problems too, but I'm, I, I, I expect that they'll be back. Like, they, they, they think they have the money to sign Mbappe on a free next year. Like, that is going to be expensive, even if there's no transfer fee. So, you know, if they've managed their funds well enough to be able to afford that, then they must be in a decent place. They've been able to extend their stadium and it not really affect them financially, apparently. Um, so Real Madrid have handled this a lot better Atletico Madrid are, are kind of just ploughing on like nothing's new um, I, I'd love to know the financials well they're, they're breaking even that's that's the thing they're, they're, they're playing within like I don't know about Real Madrid because they're a very complicated structure and they have a lot of very iffy financial dealings with banks allegedly uh, in Spain but Atletico Madrid seem to be breaking even they're they're buying and selling within their means you know they're 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 getting sponsorship they're selling players for high fees and they're buying players for high fees but they're within the amounts that they're selling players for so, and that's kind of how you you know for a super club you know for all the ills and the the bad things that come along with super clubs existing that's the kind of better option you know that's the Bayern Munich option that's the Dortmund option that's the Manchester United option that's you know they're make they're spending what they're making and they're not going too far out of the out of the realms of, of reality and doing it. I think Barcelona, Real Madrid, and most definitely Barcelona have been living well into dreamland for the last five, ten years. Yeah, because you look at um, the wages that Atletico Madrid's players are on, they're not on obscene figures. You look at the wages that Real Madrid's squad is on, and there are obscene figures there, but it's not every player in the, in the club. And at the same time... They're willing to let go of players. You know, we've seen a summer where Sergio Ramos and Rafael Varane have left. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been willing to get rid of these and get, players. They got money for, for Varane as yeah. well, which is... Um, whereas you look yeah. at Jared Piquet, and the only thing they've lost with Jared Piquet is his beard. Um, Sergio Busquets is still there at, at, what, 35? Like, they're hanging on to these players until the absolute limit. Jordi Alba. Yeah, like, these players have been, like not surplus to requirements i don't want to say that about any of them but they it's been well known for a good while that you know if anyone wants to take Jordi alba off their hands you know he's earning two hundred thousand euro a week yeah would you mind taking him like samuel umtiti is earning like two hundred fifty thousand euro a week but but the big problem and, with saying oh these players are all up for sale and we've heard it time and time again like every barcelona player is up for sale essentially last summer they didn't sell anyone because the wages are so high and Obviously, the players aren't going to take a pay cut if, if, if even if they're going to step 
even if they're going to go to a Man City or a Man United where those clubs can afford high wages, they're still not willing to take a pay cut to go there, which really says a lot about how much they're getting paid at Barcelona. But, you know, we've seen Real Madrid, like, you know, the money they got for Rafael Varane, it wasn't a huge amount. It was what? What was it, 30, 40 million? It was 42, 34 million pounds. Something like that, yeah. Like, you know, that's not a huge amount of money for a player that's won four Champions Leagues, a World Cup, a really great player for them. Um, You know, it's not a huge amount of money, but they just ate it. They just said, okay, we'll take whatever we can get for him. Whereas at Barcelona, when it's them trying to offload Philip Coutinho, it's still them looking for some of their money back from the 100 million they spent Mm -hmm. on him, which is just not feasible. You know, they need to just Mm -hmm. get their head out of the sand because they're not living in reality um, when it comes to these things. And, you know, the natural end point is that they end up holding on to all these players, not being able to afford their massive wages because the other thing we haven't mentioned is they're spending 110% of their revenue on wages which is just yeah. r- ridiculous. That's what championship clubs spend to get into the Premier League. Like, what are Barcelona doing that for? Um, it, it, it was never sustainable. Like, the other super clubs, the other, every other club in the top five leagues is, is managing this, except for maybe some of them in France. Um, mm. but, but there's, you know, extenuating circumstances in France. Barcelona have no excuse. Um, and, and, yeah, I suppose the conclusion that I draw with this is just that the, this was inevitable. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it does seem to have been coming down the line for a long time and while I didn't personally think I thought they had resol- resolved it and they would resolve it before the deadline came that they could actually register these players they would sort out Messi's contract and they would sell who they had to sell to get rid of it it's amazing that it turns out they didn't and that, to pull this stunt now like what are we uh, two weeks away from the start of the La Liga season like 13th I think it starts um is is quite astonishing um that that they have had to stoop to this level to try and pull some kind of fast one on the whole league and and get something out of there you know the like they they've done great in terms of um if you want to look at like the way they pay their staff and everything and and the fact that they've managed to find cuts in places and let staff go and everything like that and like cutting their cloth you know they, they in, in normal times you know in theory the the amount they've saved is crazy good but like when you actually look at it in perspective and see how much they've spent it's just mind-boggling that they're in this position that they they can't make everything work that they've just wasted so much money and really have had no foresight into the how this will affect them in the future you know the the club of five ten years ago when they're making these crazy signings and agreeing to these crazy contracts and not really thinking about the future and when offers were coming in for players when they were a bit better they, they didn't take them up and it's it's just you know sometimes sometimes you need to you need to cut off a limb to preserve the host mm. and the you know Barcelona have never been prepared to do that um, and you know they became almost a not a not a joke club but they became a, a situation where you know oh a, a club has a big earner and they need to get them off the wage bill so they can start doing their rebuild let's send them off to Barcelona Real Madrid and like you can you can make an argument that Chelsea did that last season and they went on and won the Champions League. And and Liverpool yeah. did it with Philip Coutinho as well. Like they exactly. he popped Virgil yeah. Van Dijk and Allison with that money for Coutinho. Yeah. Look what they went on to win. Um, you know maybe they should be uh, giving a medal out to Barcelona for the assist. Uh, yeah. Chelsea yeah. likewise. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's you know it's it's I don't know if they even realise that that's what they've become. But yeah, it's mad. Like they still like yeah. It's just crazy. And I'm just seeing a tweet here from someone saying that Barcelona were unwilling to sign off on that CVC deal, which had been reported. 
um, because it would it would destroy the club's Super League ambitions, uh, and it's <laughs> assumedly why Real Madrid also don't want to sign off oh, on yeah. it. Um, La Liga obviously wants to bury the whole Super League stuff, and they uh, said that they won't register Messi until Barcelona sign off on this deal. Um, so you know, obviously that's playing a huge role in this as well. I I, yeah, and, I, I, and, I do imagine there'll be further twists and turns between this. For all we know, Barcelona will end up Lionel Messi in the team sheet first game of the season. Uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me if, if that still happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I will hope, and I'll probably be wrong, but I hope before this is done that Tebas and the other La Liga clubs, and even if that is Real Madrid, but... I think Real Madrid are, you know, maybe not in this situation are as bad as Real, as Barcelona, but in general they can tend to be. Um, I hope they call their bluff like they did with the Super League, and that they say, okay, you don't want to sign this deal, you don't want to register players, fine, go off and play your friendlies with each other or play your Clasico. We'll go on without you, and we'll see who who's who's in better state in ten years' time, and you know. Whether whether they are or not is up for debate, but I think they have to make it like this far, no further. This this is this is the the line in the stand, and for whatever it could be completely wrong what La Liga are doing with, with their venture funding or the capital investment from wherever they're getting it from. Um, this 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 venture company you you mentioned, but it, it's their decision to make and. You know, given their collect, they've made this collective decision and they and they're looking for approval from all members. If, if that's what all members decide on that's what they're going to do and if Barcelona and Real Madrid don't do it and they continue to, to live in this fantasy world they live in they can live in it together and go away and li- play their Super League matches themselves Barcelona Real Madrid and Juventus can go off and play three matches a season uh, and I think the rest of the European football will continue unabated yeah like I suppose that comes back to some of the stuff we said when that whole week where it all kicked off with the Super League where you know, you got to take the short-term pain of missing out and, you know, financial deals with broadcast holders, breach of contracts and stuff like that, and the financial complications of all that. You just kind of have to take that short-term pain for the long-term gain of just ridding yourselves of this toxic um, part of your body, as you said, cut off a limb to preserve the, the host. Yeah. It, it very much feels like that, you know. The Premier League seems to have gotten past that to an extent. Obviously, I'm sure there'll be a reckoning someday again in the next five, ten years. Um, Italy has kind of seemingly managed to handle it a little bit. The three Italian clubs have signed up to that seem at least somewhat apologetic, or at least the two Milan clubs, you know, anyway, <laughs> less yeah. so Juve. Uh, yeah. whereas, I think they'll come around. Whereas yeah. La Liga, like Atletico Madrid, have, excuse me, walked away from that whole thing and washed their hands of it. To the point where you yeah. almost forget that Atletico were involved at all. Um, yeah. But Barcelona and Real Madrid, like it was last week, I think they put out a statement uh, saying, oh, the Spanish courts have made another ruling, as if the Spanish courts even matter in this case, because it will go to the European courts, um, mm. who, who can overrule anyone, <laughs> seemingly. Um, so like they're committed to putting out statements that the Super League is still alive, but at this point I, I agree that the that uh, La Liga should absolutely call their bluff, put their foot down, and you know if it comes to it, cut ties. Um, you know I, I don't think that should be off the table, um, though it would be very, um, it would be a huge deal if it did come to that. Yeah, it would be massive, but we'll we'll wait and see. You know, and there's going to be a lot more, uh, as you said, a lot more twists and turns coming in this, and we'll. It just it just smacks of a political stunt. It smacks of desperation. It, it it's a, a, a last show of the dice and 
I feel for Barcelona fans. I feel for people who want Messi at their club next season. I feel for for Barcelona next season because without Messi, I think they've very little going for them up front with the considering the injuries they have. I feel for the likes of uh, Frankie De Jong who made a terrible decision. I think as 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 time is told to leave Ajax and go to Barcelona. Uh, I bet you he's wishing he, he did make that decision now. You know, um, going into this new season ahead. Uh, yeah, there there's. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, you know. Seeing La Liga um, advertise with Atletico Madrid's <laughs> uh, highlights instead of yeah. uh, Messi's highlights is going to be a bit rough for next season for anyone who wants to watch that that show with Gary, uh, Gary Lineker. Oh yeah, I forgot about that whole thing as well. That's mm. that's good. Yeah, about. Gary Lineker is the real pay. Yeah, you know, he's suffering the most out of all this. You know, uh, left uh, BT Sport to start hosting uh, just. Uh, what you call this? Just La Liga football next season. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty slow football for a lot of the year. On, on the flip side of that, Ray Hudson making an absolutely career-defining decision to leave BN Sports this week or last week, uh, yeah. right as um, right as Messi leaves. So good, great timing on his part. Which um, where? Yeah, that's the idea. Where is Ray Hudson going? And that's where Messi will follow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about you, but I'm 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 right now. My thought is that Messi will will be playing for PSG next season. I don't know about you. Um. it seems to be yeah if i if i was to i think this is the percentages i'll give you now i think there's a 40 percent chance he will be at barcelona next season and this has been a political stunt and la liga will back down tepes will back down and it'll all be for nothing and this will all be you know depressingly the same next season and we'll have almost probably the same situation 12 months time um when it comes to you know making bar- balance of Barcelona's books, books and they'll be looking to sell Messi, there there is, if I think forty percent chance then that he'll be at PSG because his friends are there. Neymar's posted Instagram pictures with him and and Marco Verratti and a few and uh, Angel Di Maria and a few other players in the last few days. They've obviously been holidaying together, vacationing together, or something like that. And I think probably a twenty percent chance that City could happen. You know they have the Pep Guardiola. Angle, although I know they didn't get on well, I think Pep and, and Messi both acknowledged the impact of each other on each other's career, and you know, really the best that they could get out of each other. That it could be reunited for one last go at Man City before Messi goes to for you know softer pastures in the future. the the other The other angle to all of this is that Messi signs a contract with Barcelona, is not registered, and is sold by Barcelona for a, a, a considerable sum of money to like PSG or Man City which then would resolve a significant amount of Barcelona's financial issues uh, uh, while also preserving the, 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 the whole La Liga structure and Messi leaving the club still mm. that is something we haven't discussed and it, it is still a possibility and again it would be all part of this political stunt which is the cause for this uh, emergency podcast yeah, and I think that's good cause to end this emergency podcast with uh, us looking ahead to the, the Community Shield, you know, uh, Man City, Leicester, no, we just, we, or will we just end it there, I guess? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, just just, just go. Uh, you know, there, yeah, yeah. Of course, we we should be back on Monday to look back on that Community Shield match. Yeah. And of course, Who knows? Uh, preview the upcoming Premier League season and take a look around Europe as well, of course. So uh, until then, thank you for being here, Andrew. Thank you for having me, Declan. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget you can tell family and friends about the show. Spread the word of the Total Football Takeover. This show can also be found on podcast services, including Spotify, by searching Total Football Podcast. 
You can also subscribe to my own Medium page in the show notes. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at Conbon27, C-O-N-B-O-N, and myself at Cheesy Heartpun, C-H-E-E-S-Y-H-I-R-T-E-P-U-N. Most of all, thank you for listening, and we hope to be in your download feed next week too. The more the merrier, that's what we always say.